Hello and welcome to Greedo Shop First. I'm James. What up? I'm Marco. And we're back. As we sometimes are occasionally. Kind of drop mm-hmm. into this like a, you know, I don't know, four times yearly podcast. It's the, uh, I wouldn't say it's the best Star Wars podcast on the internet. Maybe the most half-assed. Maybe. <laughs> I praise. Mm-hmm. What if it was like a, like a Conan O'Brien thing where we pop back in of our quarterly podcast and then they end up on like Wired Magazine? No, you gotta be a celebrity for that. Podcasts, yeah. they're big now. Yeah, it's a revolution. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Why guys have found a new way to be mediocre? Comedians, they podcast now. Like, like Adam Carolla didn't bottom out of one part of the entertainment industry to end up in the sewer of podcasts 10 years earlier for Conan to come. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyhow, we're back, obviously, because D23 happened this past weekend, and there's lots of Star Wars news. We mm-hmm. got our first look, or at least first public look, I guess, because I think they showed something at uh, Celebration, but they didn't show it to anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. But Mandalorian stuff, and then a what they're calling a special look uh, at The Rise of Skywalker. So it's not like the... kind of a te- teaser. I don't know. It's like an in-betweener. Yeah, like not the behind-the-scenes thing. No, no, no actual sizzle reel, which is interesting. I wonder if they're they're saving that or what. But I wonder if what they're teasing out kind of precludes doing some sizzle here. I don't know. You can also do behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, I'm sure seeing how they film some of those like water shots, like is that are they in a tank? Is that just all on like gimbals and green screen? You know. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we got some Star Wars stuff to jump into. There might have been some other stuff at D23 about like Galaxy's Edge and other stuff, but that's beyond the purview of this podcast, I would say. It's a hotel. It's a ship. It costs a lot of money to stay there. I mean, it looks like fun, but I don't know. I've I've been half tempted to go down to Galaxy's Edge, but like I feel, I'd feel lame to go by myself. Because like, mm-hmm. apparently it's not that busy right now because like a lot of the, the yearly passes are blacked out. Um, but I don't know if it'd be fun to just go by myself. I feel like I need to go with other people. Are they still doing the thing where you can only be in there for like two hours? I don't think so. I think that's gone now. Okay. I think it's, it's like the lines aren't that bad. I mean, the thing is there's only one ride. It seems like Mm -hmm. the, the, the fun, like if I was going to go, I would want to do the lightsaber thing. It seems like totally dorky, but I'd still want to go do it. Like make your own lightsaber and spend like God, just insane amounts of money uh, to get that. Um, if you can get into the cantina, I know that's pretty packed. That would seem interesting, I guess, to like drink some uh, drink some blue milk or whatever. Green milk, yeah. The ride, it sounds like um, really you're really reliant on like your fellow uh, co-pilots and whatnot on that. What it's point like, in the Millennium Falcon ride do you drop to your five strangers? It's okay, everyone. I have a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. It's. I think it's like one person controls going like up and down, and the other person controls going left and right, or something weird like that. Where it's like, it can just be a disaster. You get a kid up there, and no one's having fun. Hmm. Oh, I mean, I were you when I was the lone <laughs> person in the group of five, like a family. I'd be like, can we all just agree that having this child pilot this sophisticated piece of machinery is a mistake the fucking kid wants to fly you know yeah whatever 
<laughs> Maybe he's sitting on dad's lap. I get that. Mm-hmm. You're letting him pilot this on his own. Uh, don't you assholes understand that the Empire's out to get me? <laughs> you know, know. I want to go, but I guess I can wait. I kind of wonder. I assume because it's Star Wars and Star Wars has incredible staying power, you know, in our. Our pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I presume that they can make this last a lot longer. And it's Disney. They can make this last a lot longer they than like always update it. Star Trek one. Yeah. Because um, I don't remember how long the Star Trek thing was happening, but it wasn't more than a few years, I don't think. I don't even remember a Star Trek thing. So Star Trek had a whole interactive thing like 20 years ago in Vegas. It was the same thing where you could basically... You, you. I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. You were a crew member on the bridge. There was an adventure. There was also like a, I believe there's like a Star Trek themed hotel where it's like you just had a cabin on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Enterprise D. Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I think Star Wars like they can recreate a lot of that experience in a much more fun Disneyland esque way than they could Star Trek. Well, I, was, the, I was there uh, in like. Sport. I was there in May right before Galaxy's Edge opened and like they had updated Star Tours like you like went to Crate and um, you went to another new planet. I can't remember what. Oh, you went to Batuu, uh, the Galaxy's Edge planet. So like they I'm sure like in three years, whenever like the next major saga movies come out, um, I guess it'd be Benioff and Weiss is like they'll update Galaxy's Edge, you know, for like with like new characters. And I could totally see that. So Star Tours, is it still happening now? Now yeah. the Galaxy's Edge is open? Yeah. yeah, it's still there. Oh, cool. Anyway, let's uh let's talk about what we got from D twenty three. We'll start with the Mandalorian. Because uh we want to get to the good stuff later. Yeah. What'd you think of the Mandalorian? He got some uh some stormtrooper helmets with spikes through them. It's hard You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of seeing like the teaser trailer for uh Rogue One. Like it seemed like mm. the same kind it's of visual did, yeah. Like the visual style of it, it there's like this sort of generic Star Warsness about it, where mm-hmm. it's like that looks recognizably like it would be in the galaxy far, far away. I don't know. I, I, I find the reaction to this trailer weird. Personally, I guess it's just the kind of prick I am. Uh, I, I was just like, eh, like I didn't like hate it or anything. I was just like. You sh- okay, well, obviously they spent a lot of money on this, but uh, what's it about? You know? Yeah. I mean, I like, you know, 25% liked it. 25%? Yeah, the rest of me was just like left cold. I just, I, I need a uh, a character or a plot line to, in- to, to grab me here. You know, like the Mandalorian so far well, just looks like not Boba Fett. And I don't know. I feel like you have to really, really be into this kind of Judge Dreddian, like he's never going to take off the mask thing well, the, to enjoy it. And and having big name weird actors in it alone does nothing for me unless they're, they're interesting characters. Like Ming-Na Wen is great. Mm-hmm. Who is she playing? Uh, uh, what's his name? Warner Herzog is always delightfully strange yeah it's but like, the zek but he's in the, star wars yeah seriously i mean if he tells people to bite off their own fingers i'm a little more down well the only line the of dialogue in this whole thing is bounty hunting is uh you know what does he say a confusing profession or something like yeah. a complicated a profession com- complicated profession wouldn't you, you agree with, yeah yeah it's like okay i don't know like i i as far as i know the rumors are that this is like a wolf and cub type thing where it's like he's 
hired to like kill someone, but then like there's like a a little girl that he rescues instead, and they're after him because of that. Maybe I don't know. I guess that could be good. It's also feels rather generic, but <laughs> she's like, why don't you ever take off your mask? Like, is the is the Mandalorian going to be like a fun character? I mean, I like Pedro Pascal, but if he's inside the mask the whole time, <clears throat> she's like. Like when you're pooping, are you just wearing the mask? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well, like, does he have a name? I think. How far they, can you? I get think on there was like an interview where they said yes, he does have a name, but they like didn't okay. give it. Okay. Because I mean, like, how far can you get on just being like, oh, him? He's the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah, I've seen a thousand of these assholes. Well, the. The score and like the pacing of this trailer, there's like a whole lot of like a you know, like it's like ramping up this like inception inception bombs and like, you know, pulsing music and whatever. It's like supposed to be building to this like totally badass thing where it's like, oh my god, he's like shooting like Star Wars, you know, like Gatling guns or whatever, and like cutting the guy in half with a door, and it's like, okay, but what's it about? You know, like why do I care about this character? Also to derail this because it's the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I know what, what you're talking about, and I obviously watched the trailer, but the mouth sounds that you made mm-hmm. were 100% the 90s, like, oh, I know. you would steal a car, would you? DVD. Well, it's just like, guy on a swoop. Uh, it's at night, and there's a, an ATSD shooting, and oh, there's like not IG-88, which is really weird that there's like a not Boba Fett and a not IG-88 and the same thing, you know? And it's like, oh, there's this big standoff, a bunch of stormtroopers. And it's like, but why do I care? <laughs> you know, like this to me, like this could just be video game cutscenes. Also, this is just a nitpick. Um, there's a shot here where he's like peeking around a corner and he's got like a like a pistol in his hand and he's wearing one of those gloves where like at least like three of the fingers are exposed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there never like forensic science? <laughs> oh no, those are they're just two tone gloves. I don't, oh, okay. I don't, I don't. I mean, who even knows if fingerprints exist in the galaxy far, far away? But no, those are two finger, uh, two toned gloves. Okay, okay. So they're not like they're like kind of pseudo flesh. Yeah. Tone. I mean, it looks like he's about to like do like a uh, you know like an old you know old west gunfight type deal there, you know. But I don't know. It's it just it all seems very generic to me. It's like. Okay, that's lots of cool imagery, but like you've got to give me a hook other than it's Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. The one thing I like about it, like I'm looking through Google image search and I'm seeing I'm seeing your Carl Weathers, I'm seeing your mm-hmm. Giancarlo Esposito. I like that people of color are now inhabiting the Star Wars universe more. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um I mean, Pedro Pascal's yeah, the lead, but you know. Yeah, but like, where, but where are we going with this? <laughs> well, what is the story? Like, what? What? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just being sold as like a cool concept to a certain kind of Star Wars fan. It seems like people who liked Rogue One will think this is the greatest trailer ever made, probably. Yeah. Um. It. I just. Well, does I don't he know. have a jetpack? Uh, I don't know. Also, I didn't look. Is he? Uh, is he also wearing knee pads? I would assume so. Mm. I mean, like, other than like, apparently Ming the Wind like at this guy. at some point, and um, Gina Carano is in it. Like, there's really not a ton of women in it, though. Like, it's I just a bunch of old guys and Pedro Pascal. I don't. When I say it's appealing to a certain kind of Star Wars fan, I don't ultimately think that's majority of 
of that no, thing is oh, majority boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's appeals to someone who if they see a bunch of stormtrooper helmets on spikes, they think that's the greatest thing they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Like, are we going to see Death Troopers? I mean, I'm not, I'm not like trying to hate this. It could be very good. They just haven't shown me anything yet to get like invested in it. Like, it just, it's just Star Wars content, the TV show, basically, right now. I'm sorry, remind me, where is this set to? Like, time period? Uh, it's like five years after Jedi, I believe. Okay. Okay. That'll be wrong. Be... It's either five years after I Jedi mean, or five the... years after New Hope, one of the two. Uh, I kind of hope it's after Jedi. It has to be after Jedi because that'd be too close to the Battle of Jakku, yeah. But like, I'm kind of thinking like, okay, cool. Like, are we gonna hear something in the distance about like the First Order, etc.? Like, and probably not. That is mm-hmm. the one of the more disappointing things about the kind of extended like live action canon that they've done is that it doesn't ever build to anything, you know. It's like, yeah. here's Rogue One. Does it connect the sequel trilogy? Nope. It's just a thing. Oh, cue the lone tweet from somebody about hyperspeed tracking. Uh, hyperspace tracking. Yeah, yeah, they're really built to something. Or here's Solo. Oh, is there going to be a connection? No, there's not. All right, can we get to what's really important? <laughs> anyway, in conclusion, The Mandalorian. I mean, I'm going to get Disney Plus. I think the service looks good. All like the Marvel. I'm 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 way more invested in the uh, Star Wars movies than I am in the Marvel movies, but the Marvel TV shows I feel like I'm more invested in the one they, they announced for Disney Plus, just because they seem like interesting concepts and they have characters in them that I care about. You know, like the, WandaVision sounds fucking weird, but it's like I like Wanda. You know, I like the Vision. Like I, I those are characters I want to spend time with. Why do I want to spend the time with like the fake Boba Fett? Well, with the exception of maybe. Loki, like, I am totally down for every Marvel TV show. They yeah, the have. Loki one, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. That 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 one's the, I'm the most like iffy on because I feel like we we've, yeah. we've had all we needed of Loki, but yeah. Who knows? But like, She Hulk sounds fun. This Marvel could be really interesting. WandaVision, Moon Knight, uh, yeah, Bucky and the Falcon, or whatever. Moon Knight. I mean, especially if they get real weird fit. But I just. Like, I mean, these Marvel shows, I feel like, are really the the strong shoulder, like, bringing us uh, um, Disney+. Plus. And I like that, like, the Marvel movie people are like, no, TV shows. We can do that. We can do that better than our current Marvel yeah. TV people. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, The Mandalorian is, like, their flagship show on Disney+. Plus, and it looks like they spent a ton of money on it. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like, launching, you know, at, at the launch of the service. I think I'm more interested in some of the behind-the-scenes stuff happening, like, talent happening there. Uh, the Favreau, well, first, there's there's two things Besides that Favreau. are stri- strikes against this. Because Favreau, I, I don't dislike him. It's just he hasn't really done anything good in 10 years. You know, just, yeah. just putting that out there. It's been a long time since Iron Man. Uh, and the, the other time he did something in this genre was Cowboys and Aliens, which was a big flaming turd. Yeah. Um, and then the Dave Filoni factor. I just anything that guy touches, I'm less interested in. Um, but like the 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 Tekkiwatiti of it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, having Bryce Dallas Howard direct something interesting. It's interesting. It's something. Deborah Chow. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I I kind of hope 
they took a break and realized like we got to start figuring out where star Wars is going. I mean, hopefully they have just a person who's just like taking the temperature of the internet. I kind of wonder if this whole fulcrum of understanding, because like the whole Benioff and Weiss thing, like their stock has kind of dropped on the whole. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much Lucas only really pays attention to a bunch of angry Game of Thrones fans. I mean, but that's good and bad. You know, I I I can't with the Game of Thrones whiners. Get over it. Hot take. Mm-hmm. Um. There's two details we have mentioned. It's coming out weekly, which is nice. Mm. I'd say that's a point in its favor. That's the thing you've been like. You've if, been if this dropped all at once, champion. I probably wouldn't watch it. I'll just be like, "Ugh, never mind. It's too much." <laughs> Sorry, binge watchers. You can fucking wait. Uh, other detail. I like, I like that. That's like pitched as if you're taking this like strong principled stance against people who probably aren't going to like defend the practice of binge watching that much. No, I see people get. There's some very angry people on the internet about this uh, not dropping all at once. There's like this fucking bullshit. Let me know when they uh, when they reach out to you. I'd love to mm-hmm. hear what their correspondence sounds like with you. Yeah. Anyways, there's one other detail that uh, I forgot to even put in my notes, which might bode poorly for how interested we are in it. Mm. Uh, can you think of what it is? This is about Mandalorian? Uh, no, it's about another Disney Plus show. Uh, Yikes. No. Yeah, what? Uh, the Cassie and Andor show, of course. Oh, yeah. It's like starts production next, next yeah. year? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm talking about the Obi-Wan show. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Holy shit. Yeah. The thing is, it's it's, damning, right? It's it's a it's at least a year. I guess I'm just I'm like it'll be nice to see Obi Wan or Ewan, you know? Like, yeah, it yeah, it's the prequelness of all these is a real turnoff to me. It's probably probably least so with the Mandalorian because it's such a separate story. Like, it's obviously not going to connect, so Mm -hmm. it won't be as annoying. But like. I don't know if if they had done an Obi Wan movie like two years ago, and we saw that it, like there was maybe even a small connection to the sequel trilogy, that would be interesting. But it's just mm-hmm. like here's Obi Wan, so it's like okay, I guess I'll just sit down and enjoy some Ewan McGregor on my TV. Well, it's not like Ewan McGregor hasn't heard you know the mm-hmm. interest, and I'm sure he's just like, hey, I'm here, I'm waiting, and they're just like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> Solo bombed. Well, and talk about, and I think part of it too is, Ewan McGregor is one of those those presences on in, on the screen that his career is so fucking weird. It's incredible. Like it should career. it should have been it should have been rising and rising and rising and like talk about like the gravitating strangely back and forth between am I leading man and my character actor, am I like an incredibly handsome character actor or am I like a leading man who only chooses shit. Um, like it, like being the villain in a Birds of Prey slash Harley Quinn movie. I don't know if that's whatever. Um, and then like Doctor Sleep is not grabbing me. I'll probably see it. I, I'm hoping it's like I'll probably see it. I hope it's good, and I hope it's like oh man, shit! Now I'm really excited about this well, Obi Wan movie. I think that like The Shining, it's not the plot of The Shining that makes it so compelling. You know? No, no. <laughs> like it's a Kubrick movie, which is why it's so indelible um, well in that trailer I, I just went to go see ready or not and of course the trailer oh, yeah. Doctor Sleeps before that 
And it's just like, I had forgotten. I'd seen the trailer one time before whenever it first came out. So I'm watching this trailer again. And of course, they're just like, here's a shit ton of nostalgia. I and mean, they might as well, right? Shining, because it's like. You got to sell you're like, it. You're like, oh, yeah, The Shining was a green movie. I mean, that was the highlight of Ready Player One, right? It was yeah, the, yeah. the Shining recreation. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, now that we've just pissed and moaned like old men about uh, Star Wars but TV. I- I mean, like I said, I'm a little behind on some of the D23 stuff. I just saw like the the little short clip though, where like Kathleen Kennedy's just like, "Are you going to play Obi Wan again?" He's like, "Yes." I don't know if there's any more given. I'm assuming. No. I think I think they said that they have scripts written and it goes into production next year or something like that. Um, so, who like who was writing these scripts? Anyway, so I will say, I don't know, I'm a, I'm an I'm an old man as a Star Wars fan. Like, I mean, it's- I remember the numerous pile upon pile of star Wars shows that supposedly were being worked on. Like, wasn't there a thing for a while? Oh, they wrote like 50 scripts. Yeah. Like Jamaica Straczynski were writing 50 to a hundred scripts for who knows what this star Wars show is about. Maybe about the criminal underworld of star Wars, who the hell knows, but he was trying to do his like whole young indie model where we're Mm -hmm. just going to hundred scripts, film it all at once and then just release it in Europe. Yeah. Good plan. I don't know. I guess these TV shows to me are like, some of the old like EU novels where it's like, Hey, here's a novel about like, uh, the Mandalorians or Boba Fett or, and it's just like, eh, maybe I'll skip that one. You know, like I wanted, I wanted the novel where it's like, here's the next step in like the, our main cast or at least like rogue squadron, you know, mm. or it's like, Oh, here's just like a prequel novel about like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon when they were young. And it's like, eh, who cares? Star Wars is a rich and diverse universe with a lot of corners to explore, and some of them are perfectly fine being books mm-hmm. or comic books or things that the majority of people aren't absorbing. I guess my hope and is that totally after fine. after The Rise of Skywalker comes out, maybe they'll loosen up a little and can go forward. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe they'll still be too precious for that. Like, like if if they're just like oh it's it's a new rogue squadron type show that's like three years after the rise of Skywalker I'd be totally down for that you know wouldn't have to have any of the main cast in there just like you know give me a time period where you can do whatever you want and you're not like limited by you know okay, future so stuff I I get I get the the okay obviously it happened before the prequels came out but after the prequels i get the whole like oh there's there's 20 years between episode three and four that's really interesting and you can do some stuff that's cool there and you can do some stuff that's really boring there like the stuff the 30 years in between six and seven are you really like like horny to like get content from that time period and i think what people are mostly horny for is just like what happened to kylo ren basically you know like that that's the story and and I guess, you know, First Order, Rise of Snoke, you know, that, that could be interesting. Um, we just had that Ben Solo thirst. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe some sort of Ray backstory, depending on how pivotal that could be. You know, like, were her parents truly no one or, you know, like, was uh, there anything interesting about them at all? I- I feel like there's a path in the woods with that answer to that question. I mean, that that feels and like a, a Tales from the Most Likely Cantina short story type of thing. Like, what was the deal? I'm all parents? in on one path, and I just dread going down the other. Mm-hmm. And it, that's kind of the same thing with Snoke. I'm fascinated by Snoke. Once I start getting answers about Snoke, I'm going to be like, why are we doing this? 
Did that's, we not learn anything from the Clone Wars? That's uh, the kind of thing you put in a book, you know? Or we just leave mysterious. <laughs> so I, I think sometimes the problem people are just like, what if we just completely turn a mystery inside out to it? Like it's so boring and we've just cashed it, squeezed it, drive cash. cash. Yeah. Like the fact that Wolverine has a name now. Who gives a fuck? Why do we need that? Yeah. Joker prequel. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> All right, let's talk about oh, the Rise Skywalker. That is the end. When Joaquin Phoenix appears in a Star Wars movie or Star Wars property, that's when we know Rock it's bottom. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about what we're fucking here for. Can we talk about how something I hated seeing online and people talking about with Episode 7, I absolutely love <laughs> with Episode 9? Uh, what would that be? The, uh, the coup de gras, the, uh, the cherry on top of this footage. The cherry on top. Uh, let me see. Are you talking about talking about Darth Bay? Darth Bay. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure. Yeah. No, it's talking about red eyes on C three PO. Okay. <laughs> Let's save that conversation for just a tiny amount. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, there is a panel where they had like all the main cast except uh, Adam Driver there. As far as like interesting stuff that they said, I guess we learned that like Zori Bliss might be like an ex girlfriend of Pose. I think that was really the main detail that I can recall coming out of there. What was the thing? It's like people are like, oh, yeah, like uh, pose into like an older woman. And it's like Carrie Russell's three years older. (laughs) Well, canonically, she may be older, but yeah. Ancient. (laughs) Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So just watching little bits of of red carpet interviews or whatever the hell they were for, for D23. I I never knew the ship name for Poe and Finn before. Oh, you didn't know a storm pilot? I did not know. Like, there's a whole thing where people are like, like, hey, Daisy Ridley, who do you think is going to be happier coming out of this weekend? Raylo people or storm pilot people? It's kind of and surreal like, seeing her answer that question. Yeah, it was. But that was the whole infamous, you're going to have to wait for Raylo. But I was just like, what the fuck is storm pilot? That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's storm pilot, there's dark pilot, which is... Uh, Kylo Ren, Poe. Oh. Mm-hmm. Will they finally answer who's going to talk first? There's Kylux. That's a popular one. Mm. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't think there's any other major news came out. I think it's, at some point somebody asked J.J. Abrams, like, it was like a very leading question about like whether or not The Last Jedi derailed his plans or whatever, and he was just like, no. <laughs> He's like, no, it didn't really derail anything. Mm. Um, so. what do you expect him to say <laughs> well, he seemed, I, like he was kind of like annoyed and surprised like why would anyone think that you know <laughs> what, is he, what is he gonna say yeah. oh, oh the movie I executive produced did, it, did that derail my next movie no yeah. as a matter of like fact I it wasn't, didn't like I hadn't read a draft of the script mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's just gonna be like yeah fuck Ryan Johnson <laughs> um, alright let's talk about this teaser it's kind of an odd te- i mean it's it's like a, a hype reel really it's not like a, a trailer yeah i think it does a good job though as far as building that hype it's definitely one of the more it's eclectic so- combinations of old footage i've ever seen it's like it's almost going out of its way to avoid like the usual mm-hmm. like uh you know old original trilogy montage type stuff you know 
when it starts to get into the stuff from uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, I really, really liked. It. I really liked it in general. I think mm-hmm. it hit the right nostalgic note. Like you said, not too played out. You know, I think maybe what Binary Suns was the biggest like moment we've seen. You know, ad nauseum before, but just the the great shot of Ray underneath the heat from the lightsabers at the end of Force Awakens, mm-hmm. hands like people touching faces. I think there's only two shots from the Last Jedi in here. Time to yeah. write an angry internet post. I know the people are the prequel stands were like, or there's three times as much OT as PT footage. Right. Okay. Jesus yeah. Christ. You got to see Mace in there for a half second. You got to see the shot of Vader getting assembled. Like this, there's just some weird shots to use. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot of uh like kissing and face touching and hand holding for sure here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this this is, this is all about. Mm-hmm. That's how you know your journey's almost at a nearing end. Yeah. Oh, faces. Mm, faces. Putting hands on faces. Just, yeah. Um Have you ever seen the the I can't remember I mean, we might have talked about this on one of our uh like podcasts about the Force Awakens when that scene when Ray is kind of reaching into the force at the end of uh the Force Awakens as she, you know, Kylo Ren and her sabers are crossed there. Uh mm-hmm. you know, the 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 bit where she opens her eyes is in the trailer here. Um, before she closes her eyes, the lightsabers reflected in her eyes are crossing. But then when she opens her eyes again, they're both vertical. Mm. Have you ever like mm. uh, come across that weird detail? I don't know if that's just like a trick of the light or what. But is that is that that's a real thing though? Like that was it's, there. It, it's there. Like you can so still like watch a it. Berenstain versus Berenstain thing. Okay, no, cool. it's it's definitely it's it's like her eyes are open and then she goes to the forest and closes her eyes and then she when she opens them again, they're instead of being crossed, they're parallel. I would love if they're just like we planned that from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean maybe because I think that would I don't know. I, I'm guessing that's probably CGI to add that in there. Hmm? Well, yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a laser sword. Oh, I mean, because they were using props, like lighted props. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Still. I mean, but still, the lighted props, you still have to go in and do something yeah. because of the nature of Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Also, Darth Bay's got that little jagged heat to it as well. It does, yeah. Well, let's, um, we'll build up oh, to that. Oh. I don't think we need to go through all the, the old like uh, scenes and whatnot. It's good. But. I mean, it's the same voiceover from the previous trailer. I think what was interesting about this hype trailer is it's a very – to me, it felt like a very different note to strike from the teaser in April. Was it April? Mm-hmm. Like well, to me, that felt very hopeful, very almost optimistic with a touch of like the darkness that you need to face. This one's and much this, more operatic. <laughs> operatic but also kind of like not just like – dealing of darkness but kind of like celebrating that you can like kind of feel yourself through it mm-hmm. a little bit although i have to wonder just because this is more of a hype reel than a trailer it it doesn't seem to be trying as hard to you know focus on something like i, I would really wonder like did they send this off to like the trailer company you know that edits mm-hmm. their trailers to do this one or did somebody else do it um i mean it's it's good but i'm still i'm still waiting for the october one that those ones to me are always like the really good ones mm-hmm um, so yeah, the first shot we get after, after she opens her eyes and it's this December, we get a shot of our, our trio as they're calling them, even though they've never really been in a scene together before. Um, Finn, Ray, Poe, and then Chewie and 3PO in the background. I wonder where R2 is for all this and BB-8. 
<laughs> he's not rolling on this terrain. That's where R2 is. I mean, BB-8 could, but he's seemingly yeah. not here. This is a very... This, I mean, this, like, to me, like have him or something? This is like something out of the prequels, like what they discover here. Uh, maybe a little. I don't know. It, it looks more I mean, practical to me, I guess. I guess visually, like coming around this like rock and like looking at this like like kind of valley of some kind of alien society with like are these things moving like like moving like wicker creature? They're, they're like kites. There's a are bunch they kites? Of kites. Okay. yeah. It's, it's just like some sort of celebration. It's like a festival. Uh, Sorry, right now, I'm looking at the tip of it. It yeah. looks like it's like a leg moving. Okay, that's like a streamer. Then okay, cool. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of kites and like there's these like weird like color explosions like. You know they have like those weird fun runs where they like throw chalk at people, like that's what kind yeah. of what this looks like. Well, you're not kidding. There's three, like bags slung over shoulders. It's here. all satchels. Everyone's got a satchel. Ray's got one. Kyle. Even Chewie has. There's four. yeah. Chewie's got a satchel. That's insane. What if like uh, oh in, you know in this gif it almost looks like for a minute like like C three PO has like a fanny pack. That'd be <laughs> great. <laughs> Fanny back and he pulls out like chaps. Their satchel game is on point, man. They've all got some incredibly cool looking satchels. I really like Finn's. Uh, Finn's just like looks cool. Yeah, I mean Pose isn't bad. I mean Pose. This is well. Pose got the like the little like the bags on the Ray's front too. Got full on. Yeah, like Ray's got her full on like sexy Gandalf the White look happening here, mm-hmm. but like Poe is like got that like. GQ. He's got a fucking infinity scarf on, man. Okay, he's. I mean, okay. Let's let's get real. If you could pull off this look, you would dress oh, like this every day, every single day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be, like, I'd be going to job oh, interviews like that. Be going to weddings like that. Funerals. Store? What am I doing here in the store? Being seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even need these groceries. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a whole look, but I love that they're like landing their speeder, and he's like, "Wait, everyone, satchel up." Mm-hmm. Also, in the first shot where you see the five of them like facing them, Poe he like he does this weird sigh at the end of the shot. It's like it's really like oh shit, I left the iron on. Like I don't know what's happening in this scene, but he, he has this like he closes his eyes like ah, oh. yeah, yeah. Like are they surprised to come around the corner and see like a massive festival or something that 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 couldn't be because like they would see it before they landed. I would assume. The saddest part is. This is all the other characters that I do enjoy who are off doing something else, you know, from mm-hmm. the resistance. This is clearly a squad. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like who? Like, poor Rose has got to be like, oh, man, I'm on B squad. Well, like, what's Poe's rank <laughs> right now? Poe po should be pretty high up in the resistance, but he's like, Rose, you got it. Take the yeah. con. I'm going yeah. on an away mission. Yeah. <laughs> the satchel and the scarf need to play. Mm hmm. The universe needs to see these. Yeah. I need natural lighting. (laughs) (laughs) The gloves to really complete it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for a dude, big boots, that's, that's a flex. Oh, these dudes all have boots, right? Yeah. But I mean, like, 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 uh, pose like almost up to his knees. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like Ray's like got Uggs on basically. Yeah. Although oh I think she has like bigger, like taller boots later, maybe. What if like Poe did like that thing from that one picture of Johnny Cash where he just had like thigh highs? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I dare you not to, not to find mm-hmm. me cool. <laughs> but yeah, this is some sort of festival on the planet of Pasana. Um, I'm really curious as to why they're here. 
I mean, I know, you know, there, I won't get into spoilers, but I know there are some rumors about a general shape of a plot, but nobody really knows why they would be here, you know? And there's a bunch of, like, aliens down there, seemingly. I mean, we could get into it at the end, right? We could have a spoiler warning. Sure. Because I only know the one thing you told me a while ago, and I was like, huh? So I want to hear the new shit. All right. Well, next shot is Leia, which is probably from the scene at the end of the force awakens that they've like digitally redone to put her in a different outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean like, yeah, like you could see where like that vest became this, <laughs> uh, this other vest, but like, it's kind of a nice marriage between the two looks in, uh, last Jedi and force awakens. Yeah. It's a jungle planet. So obviously it's Yavin. That's the only jungle planet that exists. Mm-hmm. 17,000 desert planets, mm-hmm. one jungle planet. Uh, then we get a shot, which it seems like it's an atmosphere. It's it's like yeah. atmosphere with like a sunrise or sunset in the background. Yeah, where it's like, uh, man, JJ just loves his atmospheres. You're like you're really not supposed to be able to, let, you know, hyperspace jump into atmosphere. But whatever. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that slide. It's like maybe like an Oort cloud or something like that. But more mm-hmm. likely, yeah, this is upper atmosphere. Clearly not the same locales. The next shot, but no, this, this is this is good Star Wars. You got you get. Some some ships, some the, the uh, Tantive uh, Tantive three maybe jumping mm-hmm. in there. You know your Tantives. That's maybe a spoiler. Forget I said that. Uh, you got some B wings, some Y wings, some A wings, some X wings. There's another big ship that I'm guessing might be the ship that Finn and Janna are on later. Because mm-hmm. um, that's it's it's unrecognizable. It's not the Falcon, so I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Some sort of like gunship. Uh, but then, then we cut to a shot of like seemingly like a thousand star destroyers in atmosphere and like some like lightning. Like that's definitely not the same place as uh, all these other uh, rebel ships jumping in here. Yeah, I mean, it, it could it could very well again it could be atmosphere. It could be some kind of like nebula type thing. But there's mm-hmm. uh there's a beautiful like strike of lightning all around them. See, I think um, this I is think above a planet pointed, because there's another shot later with Kylo Ren, which looks like the same location. I thought someone pointed out that these were like ISD. These are according to the ship nerds. These are not only are they not first order storm uh, star destroyers. They are like episode four Star Destroyers. Like they're like the OGs. Ooh. Although they do have something weird on their uh, bridges, which I'm not sure if those are there in the originals. Like between the, the balls? two balls, there's like this uh, weird thing above them all. Yeah, you're right. Definitely see the balls. Uh, um, and if you if you kind of like digitally manipulate it to lighten it up, you can see that um, there's like a like red trim on the uh, the wedges there. Like red paint trim, and so people are speculating that this is some sort of special. You know, we had the Sith troopers. This is like the Sith fleet or something like that. Like there's some special fleet that differentiates itself from the First Order. The Sith troopers was the thing that had come out between this episode and the last episode of Creator yeah. Shot first. They're red, which is basically just a red stormtrooper, right? Yeah. The, the the it's it's the using the word Sith where I get confused because mm-hmm. I'm like does they do they have access to the evil side of the force and they choose to be a stormtrooper? To me, that kind of feels like somebody like J.J. Abrams is like, let's call them Sith troopers, and somebody on the story group is like, but they're not Sith, and he's like, I don't care, <laughs> and so they're like, okay, well, let's just say that they draw inspiration from the dark side. 
I was just saying, think of all the reasons why you would express yourself through the darker side of the force. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you know what I've got also on top of all that? No personality. <laughs> well, let's put on a stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> Being a red stormtrooper is not a personality. But yeah, this is this is a very sexy shot of a bunch of Star Destroyers. Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's kind of two. There's like one above and then one below where the one that's below these like seemingly like thousand in very tight formation, like thousand star destroyers here. Um, if you digitally enhance this, you can see that they all have like these ventral cannons on them, like these big ass cannons below. So, I mean, my first thought was, so you said there's red trim. Mm -hmm. You think this is something tied in the first order? Cause my first thought was this could very well be like, whatever planet they go to where like the Death Star is where there's I'm something gonna go Palpatine. Ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and call yeah. this Palpatine's Palpatine. fleet. Whether or not he's alive and commanding it, it's like some some remnant of his machinations. But I mean, like, doesn't that make sense that they would be in orbit of wherever he's located, whether physically or spiritually or what have you? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, don't have anything better to do? Yeah. I mean, are there... We don't know that they're crude. That's true. Yeah. Oh, what was the nature of the Katana fleet? I Clones. vaguely remember that. They were dreadnoughts. But they weren't like, were they manned? Yeah, they were manned by clones. Um, in the in the old Timothy Zahn clone canon, the clones all caught like a high virus where like, and it's, I don't know, they just called it a high virus. It sounded cool. I guess it like infects one of them and infect, infects all of them or something. So the clones all went mad. Like I, there's, there's like really two things. It was like the clones would go crazy if they're cloned too fast. Like if mm. they didn't let them gestate long enough, they would, they yeah. were like really unstable and they got this high virus thing. And so like the Katana fleet was like this, like massive 200 dreadnought fleet of ships manned by clones. And they're like really automated even with the clones uh, so that they, you know, require less crew and they were all like linked together. And so like one of the clones went nuts and like sent them into hyperspace at no known like coordinates until the rest of the fleet jumped with them. And like, that was it. They lost the fleet. But the whole thing was, like, it was a lost fleet and, and like basically the remnants of the Republic and the empire were both vying to control them. Cause it would be like a serious weapon against the other side. Right. It was like, they found out that this fleet, like the location was known a couple, a couple characters knew the location and like, um, What's his face? Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn had like restarted like cloning, um, and so he wanted to get his hands on the fleet so he could you know crew it with clones. And obviously, the New Republic wanted to stop him from doing that and get the fleet themselves. Right. right okay. I mean, it's, 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 those are uh, not not terrible books, you know. Yeah. But and then and you saw Thrawn on on was it Rebels? It wasn't even Clone Wars, right? It was Rebels. Uh, it's just like the most boring, like <laughs> just just mediocre version of Thrawn you could ever imagine. Just like totally milk toast. Like just, you hate to see it. Yeah. yeah. You hate to see it. All right. Then there's, then there's the Falcon baby. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if this is the Falcon. Ooh. Cause there's, there's like a resistance bomber pilot driving this thing. I'm pretty sure this is not the Falcon. Actually, this okay. is either the Tanta three or maybe that other gunship, but Finn and Jana are on it. Not flying. Like yeah, just like looking out a window. Love. Yeah. You, yeah, can, out, you can see a yeah. B-wing out the window there. Yeah, and it's like, again, it's it's probably atmosphere. It's been clouds with some mm -hmm. lasers shooting past. They look very serious, whatever they're staring at. 
They have game faces. Well, they're seemingly being fired game. on right now, but they're like, I don't know, like, like their attention is like captivated by whatever's outside right now. You know, it doesn't <laughs> seem like, like they're in the middle of a firefight. And they're like, it just occurred to us. Why do our bombers, our space bombers, have to be directly over their target to drop their bombs? <laughs> Magnetic bombs. Star Wars is ruined. Um, and then we get uh, 3PO. Oh, the, the text has been saying, like, the, the story of a generation comes to an end. And then we see 3PO, all shiny and golden, kind of, like, rising up with red eyes. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> you mentioned Palpatine's just, like, rise. And he's like, oh, my. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, yeah. who, hmm. who was the first offspring of Anakin Skywalker? It's true. It's not Luke. It's not Leia. It's the droid he created. Oh shit! The rise of Skywalker. Probably not though. Yeah, that that somehow <laughs> JJ's like it was three PO the whole time. Fuck you. I mean, if three PO started talking to Palpatine's voice, though, there is a good minute where I would be captivated. Like mm-hmm. I would love it. Yeah, but red eyes. This is some some kind of weird interior. Um, oh, you know, we didn't mention classic, their classic Star Wars industrial interior. Yeah. I got the the one thing we didn't mention from the D three thing. There was like not during the Star Wars panel, but like at a different panel, there was like this kind of sizzle reel for all the Disney stuff, and there were a couple shots that they showed. One of them was the that Tanta three or Tanta four. Like it was like that, like all kind of decrepit in the jungle, and like some resistance people like kind of repelling from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the shot of uh, Kylo Ren opening up his like a uh, little boudoir that has Vader's helmet in it. I think those are the two that people remember. Can we please call this episode Kylo's boudoir? Sure. Or Ben's boudoir. <laughs> Kylo's better. Uh, How do you spell du- boudoir? I believe it's B O U D O I R. Could be wrong. I'll go with that. Well enough, I don't have enough reasons to work boudoir into my lexicon. Mm-hmm. Change that. B-O-U-D-O-I-R. Okay. Got it. And then, I, mean, like I saw little things like their, their ending, like the Star Wars comic that they've been doing since Force Awakens is coming to an end in like November, December of like issue 75. And then they're just going to reboot it, yeah. It, presumably they're going to reboot it, but it's like finally once rise of skywalker comes out it's like we'll have this next plateau to like build why stories do, why from. do comics do that to me that was all such like a badge of like i don't know legacy or something that comics would have like you know it's like oh it's x-men 400 you know and then like at a certain point they're like oh fuck it we're just gonna keep rebooting constantly so what they started to do in either the late 90s or early 2000s was they started really fucking with things about like and claiming like this is a way to bring people in mm. like doing like a bunch of like zero, zero issues and shit like that yeah, but then they that. would do or they would like image did a thing where it's like even though their comics were on like like seven or eight they would like suddenly be like here's issue 25 like mm. as if we mm. can tell you what you know three years from now issue 25 look like but so anyways, they'll do a thing where it's like you know it's detective comics i don't i don't know like 400 something but we're going to reboot it so now it's like we're starting with one and they'll, they'll go, they'll go one, two, three, four, five, or whatever, until they get to the next. Like suddenly, we're at this would have been Detective Five Hundred, and they'll That's just lame. switch back. Yeah, dumb, dumb, it's dumb. like they 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 want the big legacy milestones, but they also want like it's fresh, it's new, it's hip, it's recreating X Men One from nineteen ninety two or whatever all over again. 
Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, next... then we had, is this a retread of Starkiller Base, you think? Well, it's some sort of red pulse weapon. It doesn't seem as powerful, though. Maybe this is one of those ventral cannons that's on those uh, Sith fleet, like, where it's like, I don't know, this looks like it might fuck up like a city, maybe, but not like crack the planet. Guess what, jerks? Kylo's finally nutting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this looks like a snowy planet. This might be the planet that Zori Bliss is from, from um, which is like Kojima, maybe, I think was the name of it. Mm. Um, yeah, so R.I.P. Uh, and then we get this interesting shot of Rey in the jungle. She looks very kind of frustrated. It looks like she's just finished, like, I don't know, hacking down a tree or something, because then she, like, spins around and throws her lightsaber, and she's aiming at one of those little remotes, you know, like the Jedi trainer remotes. Mm-hmm. But the remote like dodges up and instead it like cuts through a tree. And she catches it with a red scarf bandana piece of fabric tied around her hand. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is the same exact like continuation of the shot because the next after she throws it and the remote dodges it, the next shot is her holding just like a stick like and using it as her um her staff, you know, yeah. it's like but it's just a stick. In the second shot, she catches it with her left hand, which has the fabric mm. on it. You can't see her left hand. No, I'm sorry. No, you can. Yeah, you can't see her left hand. You can you can see her left hand. You can't see her right hand. Uh, no, this is... She's throwing it with one hand and catching it with the other. So you're talking about the shot before that. The shot where she throws it. There's that shot, yeah. and then the next shot where it, she catches it. I don't think it's a continuation of the previous shot because she's holding. No, no, staff. no. Yeah, I'm sorry. In the first shot, you can't see the one hand, but you can definitely see it in the next one. No, she does um, have the yeah. red thing on in, in the the shot before where she throws the saber. You can see it on her. It's in her the red. Like I, I personally think it's a blindfold. It's in her left hand. So, so who? I'm very fascinated. Who could she be training with? I mean, Leia was also in the jungle, so potentially her. I mean, she might just be training by herself, you know, and that's what the remote's for. Because mm. this, to me, I don't know. I mean, could this could this be the planet that they walk to at the end? They walk to the shore at the end of the previous teaser. I don't think so. Okay. Because so Le- Leia was in the jungle, too. I, my theory is that this is the very beginning of the movie. Okay, so, so Ray the White is at least, like, four different planets in this movie no, she is the lead character i yeah. uh i suspect she might be on many more planets than that mm-hmm. no, so the the one spoiler thing that we we'll talked about at the end and we'll discuss later yeah okay um but yeah the the red i i think it's a blindfold i'm prepared to be wrong but i feel like maybe she was wearing a blindfold and blocking stuff from the remote and then she got interrupted maybe the maybe only, frustrated i mean the only other thing I think of based on the way it's in her hand is if it's some kind of bandage, but I don't, I don't think it is. It doesn't, it's too decorative. Like it wouldn't be hanging out like that, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, unless it's like super frayed, but yeah, like the, with the ball thing, it almost seems like it has to be a blindfold. And the, it's the stark red of it too is interesting because that's such a predominant color. I saw some people are trying to like start a thing where you like, instead of calling this a sequel trilogy, we call it the red trilogy, which I could kind of get behind. 
because like that color has been so present in these movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, it's not like it's not in Force Awakens. It clearly is. I, I just really like the way like Ryan Johnson seized upon mm-hmm. the red motif throughout uh, Last Jedi. But yeah, this is. Uh, well, she looks. Was, she looks rather frustrated. Yeah, she's really feeling it. I was mm-hmm. very much enjoying the shot. So. Yeah. Um, up before we even got to the end, this is good stuff. Then, uh, then, just talk the, about swag turned on. Just the Kylo strut here. You know what it really makes it? He has a way of walking with his arm like out to the side. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like he's always like clenching his fist or something. Where, like I don't know. There's just something about the way his arm sticks out when he walks. Well, he's he's not clenching here, but he's got like his arms are definitely moving. It's because it's the same. It's that same yeah. walk that he did when we didn't know who the fuck this character was, and he came down that gangplank the first time we saw him from behind, mm-hmm. and the shot that's not actually in, in Force Awakens. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing missing is is him doing that thing that he he does in the later parts of the movies where he just like stomps his one leg down to ignite his lightsaber. Well, instead he just kind of pulls it out and turns it on and like drags it through the ground. Like, what a strut! I know this is played out, but I am prepared to say this is some this is some BDE. This is sliding into your DMs right here. I mean, just like this is some Wilt Chamberlain just like letting it like drag casually while, while some lightning just just shoots to the ground see, behind. See, you. this is why I think this is the same planet that all the Star Destroyers were up above because it's yeah, like yeah, it the same sense. kind of lightning. Yeah, and his uh, his Tie Fighters in the background there. It hasn't been cut in half, so maybe this is before that scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he he I, my prediction for this is like it's I mean, also he's the got movie. that kind of from force awakens scene where like it looks like his cape is like hanging a little bit to one side mm-hmm. yeah one arm free yeah my prediction for this scene is that it's a, it's towards the start of the movie and like he's gonna go fuck some people up who we don't care if he murders you know yeah but not the planet where he's like throwing dudes maybe and clearly well, that, was, that was more like daytime jungly Thought, uh, I mean, like, like red junk. maybe something about those like red cannons, like I don't know, changes the atmosphere yeah. in such a way. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Could be, could be. But, uh, and then, then like the the Vanity Fair picture, the Knights of Ren are like look like they're in the desert. Yeah, they're on Pasana for sure. This Presumably could be Pasana, yeah, I guess. The space, the desert barge thing, mm-hmm. like that. That should all be. Yeah, I mean, I love that. Like the Star Wars, though, we're just classically like. This planet has one entire entire ecosystem over its well, entire planet. So the, this shot of Kylo Ren here, this could be the desert planet. It could just be night, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then there's there's color grade in it, like really blue. But I guess it just we'll, looks kind of icy. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um. So the next shot is on the ruins of the Death Star amidst the uh, massive waves and spray of the ocean. Here, Kylo Ren and Ray go at it. I like that I saw something on some where, where Twitter where someone was talking about the Ray's got her twirl, which she definitely did in the she, throne room. She does Sasha. a twirl. It's great, yeah. And and the comment that the person who was making this on Twitter, whoever that was, was talking about um uh like she's baiting him into the fight. Like she's drawing him into conflict here. So I've which studied this choreography thing. quite a bit. It seems that you, you could, acted it out. Can you hear me right now? Yeah. Okay. You're just, you keep talking over me. Um, yes. So it seems like he might be fighting defensively here. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to mostly just be blocking his shots. There's a couple times where it would seem like he has an opening and he doesn't take it. 
So mm-hmm. maybe that's just the choreography or maybe it's intentional that he's not really trying to kill her. I don't know. He does use this cross guard at one point to like shove her lights her out of the way, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, how close is he to telling her to calm down in this? But this, this is just beautiful. I mean, the thing is rocking with the waves. Mm-hmm. We're kind of floating in over his shoulder spray there's mist there's clearly a lot of like fury between these two this is fun i mean he 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 kind of walks into it but and yet doesn't seem to be trying to attack her i don't know it's it's interesting it's like he's definitely like kind of like getting into her physical space but he's only blocking not really like attacking so i'm curious to see what the, the context of the scene is here yeah and like how does he like, I don't know. Do they both swim there? Like, how do they get there? You know? I mean, it's it probably this wreckage probably connects to something else. Because you can see more wreckage elsewhere, like not connected to the part that they're on that's above the water. I mean, it just feels like the cool opposite of the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some parallels there. I mean, we, we saw the the shot in the last trailer where they're like on cliffs facing this. Somehow mm-hmm. or other, they both get out there. Um, yeah. it, the, the choreography itself just, I don't know, it looks very cool. Like the shot, the way they fight, they're, I'd say they're both a little faster and more intense than we've seen them previously. For certainly her. Like, yeah. Also, she's got longer. I mean, considering we've on only now. got to see, like. Oh, wait, no, she doesn't. Yeah. A correction mm-hmm. those are the same there's like a couple angles where it looks like she has long boots but no that's just like the lighting on her leg there yeah yeah because ray likes her like capri or mm-hmm. long short style pants um but i mean it's interesting because like we've only seen her like what like use her lightsaber against another human being like two and a half times i, I guess mean, probably the, the same she fought him and then she fought him? The, the guards. And then there's the kind of the, the, the half spat spar with Luke. With Luke, yeah. But he's got like the antenna or whatever, yeah. Um, I mean, clearly though, like for all the people who were just like, she's not trained or whatever, it's like girl's done her homework. Like she knows what she's doing. She's bringing it. Literally the only Jedi we've seen on screen trained with a lightsaber. But yeah, she's not trained. Yeah. But I mean, she's she's clearly like whatever hand wavy like, enough. Enough time has passed. Well, she it's just like oh doing. oh yeah. Uh, t- tell me which scene Luke trains with the lightsaber. I'll wait. When do, when does he do combat training? It's amazing that he survived uh, Cloud City. Yeah. It really is. Before he tweeted I mean, me, I, I'm not counting the remote training. That's just the block blasters. Like the fact that he got away with that with just losing a hand is kind of spectacular. But again, this is classic. This is beautiful Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. like. You've got two main characters and the whole universe is going to stop while they have a laser sword fight. <laughs> That's the other thing about I mean, I would love just an aside and Mandalorian, not really, I'm joking here, but if they like Mandalorian like stares off in the camera whistle at one point, he's just like, I feel like I'm a tertiary character <laughs> in something larger. Anywho, thanks for subscribing to Disney Plus. I mean, uh, so when when Kylo first steps into it there, he kind of just walks right up into her space. And she does an overhead like swing that he blocks with like sideways. And then he just like shoves the cross guard to knock her saber out of the way. Like it's a pretty cool move. Well, and also the choreography really takes a hold of the fact, okay, like this is the weapon he's using. Mm-hmm. 
let's play with that. What would you do if a lightsaber that had quillions? Mm-hmm. I cannot be more thrilled with the way he uses his like broadsword lightsaber. I, I could like we probably won't see more of that for a while in Star Wars after this movie, but like I'm totally down for it. Like that medieval that, style. Not just that too, but like the way they use the physique of Adam mm-hmm. Driver. Yeah. Totally. Anyways, speaking of lightsaber types, the next shot here. There's like some weird whispering and Darth Vader breathing, and then the the uh the Emperor, Palpatine, he says, uh what does he say? Your journey nears the end. Mm-hmm. And then we get a shot, like a weird whip pan shot, which makes me think that like maybe this is wider frame normally or something of Darth Ray, Darth Bay. She's got two, she's got like a, a weird folding switchblade lightsaber deal with like two, two uh, beams on it. We see her up close and then a wider shot as she uh, flips this thing open and it turns into like a Darth Maul saber. She looks good in these dark robes. Your thoughts on this? Um, so this was the thing. Again, I think I've talked about this before in this podcast. I fucking hated all of like the Instagram art, internet art I'd see where people would do things of Ben Solo in Jedi robes, completely redeemed, good guy. And like she was like completely cast into the dark mm-hmm. side because it felt like you're lifting up this dude and you're throwing her away. And yeah. it just pissed me off so much. And this... I'm fascinated by um, it's it's is that it's, your it's, way so of saying already, it looks hot? It's super. This is already the sexiest Halloween costume of next year. Maybe this year too. Um, she doesn't have you know like those weird evil Sif contact lenses that Anakin wore in the Revenge of the Sith trailer. She doesn't, although she uh, looks rather. I don't know. Stoic, I guess, would be one way to put it. You know? Oh, sure. Like like I mean, almost otherworldly serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember something that you said once. So I'm thinking about that about as far as, I mean, speculating the context of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious what you thought, but I also liked this tweet from scavengers horde where they said, pick your dark Ray theory of choice, force vision, dream slash nightmare clone secret twin sister. Ray is separated from Ray turned the dark side, Ray possessed by the dark side slash Palpatine. Uh, well, I have my own theory on this. I mean, given context of Ray's journeys and probing of the Force in the last two movies, this could definitely be a vision. I do not want it to be like her possessed by a Palpatine. I think that I, I just don't want that with this character. I think this would be very, very interesting if this was real in some context like well, this was pick one make make a prediction what do you think it is i i would really be kind of curious if this was just ray in some way like this is just a, a, a path she ended on at some point i don't know how it fits into the timeline of the movie all right so you think it's real well because i you know put this way too there was something you had mentioned when we were breaking down like last jedi trailers mm-hmm. where i believe you said to me they don't tend to like trick you in these trailers for Star Wars. They play it a little serious. Yeah, I don't think people, those like the whole like, you know, I need someone to find my place and all this. And people are like, it's a fake out, which it wasn't exactly like. But the, the context was emotionally true. Yeah. 
as far as the arc of these characters combining. So, like I said, I I, I am I'm I am torn fifty fifty. I could see this being very real, but I could also see this being a forced vision because Ray is. I mean, I don't think this is like not in the movie. Like, it's definitely going to be there. Just the context of it, we don't know yet. Um, I personally think this is a vision. Hmm. Um, Seems very possible to me. I'll I'll explain why when we talk spoilers, but. Uh, I don't know. The the lightsaber doesn't seem very practical. No. I mean, but, I guess it, I guess it's just like easier to wear on your belt if you can fold it in half. But it seems feel like you could like easily cut something off, like unfolding this thing. I think like in combat, you might catch, you might grab the part with the hinge, and then like when Oops, it like yeah. snips around, yeah, like you're gonna like you're gonna catch like the webbing of your hand in some way. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to have like the. I don't want to see a rehash of like people debating for six months on the internet, like Kylo Ren's lightsaber before that movie comes out. But it's, it's definitely it's, a new thing. It's a twist. It's very narrow. The, uh, the cylinder, like the lightsaber handle. Well, and I, I mean, this was, remember when people like, they would do those fucking illustrations where she had like a giant staff of like little baby yeah. lightsaber points on either end. I, I, I'll be honest. I hope there isn't an extended fight sequence with this just because, I don't think these make practical weapons, and so the choreography will be lesser because of that. Like I, I, I kind of think it's like it looks cool, and then let's move on. Yeah, I, I think a lot of what we're seeing in these two shots is the point to hit home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is the idea. Like this is a this is a path Ray could go down, or could have gone down. I mean, again, you have the whole the Luke thing. You know, you you. Went straight for the darkness. Or what did Kylo say? When the time comes, you'll be the one who turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this shot, it's its a very dark background. It might be the Death Star runes. It could be something else. Um, some people speculated it kind of looks like the mirror sequence from uh, The Last Jedi. Like yeah. that kind of weird, like, shiny like look. distorted reflection, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's somebody off frame to the right who's just moving out of frame at the beginning of the shot. Like, you just see, like... You can't really see anything. It's just some some dark clothing, basically. Uh, so it could be Kylo Ren. It could be Ray. It could be someone else. My guess is this is probably on what's left of the dark, Death Star. This is probably wherever Palpatine is. Maybe, yeah. But not, you know, she's not possessed. I mean, because having her be possessed by Palpatine is just not interesting. I kind of feel like if they were going to go that route, they'd do something to her eyes, although maybe they're not doing that for the trailer. You know, it, it is always possible that they have framed or, or made some alterations to this to not give everything away you know i mean my my theory is that palpatine is like a shade or some kind of forced ghost or, mm-hmm. or remnant of his essence or whatever you know what i mean like i don't think he's like a physical dude doing shit that's my being. that's my guess mm-hmm. like his 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 aura is is big enough that like whatever's left of his spirit on the death star is fucking nasty like he haunts that fuck out of that thing it's my guess yeah. Anyway, that is the end of the trailer, and then bomb the rise of Skywalker. Well, okay. So let's get like like viscerally. What was your first emotional reaction to seeing this? Well, it was I because they released this on a Monday, but it it played on like a Saturday. I already knew about it, so mm-hmm. like you know, my first scene, you know, like hearing about this was like seeing people tweeting about like, holy shit, Ray has a double ended red lightsaber that like unfolds. And so, like, I already knew it was going to be there. So, I guess I didn't have 
like that kind of oh shit reaction because I was expecting it. I mean, it's it's very interesting. Um, I had two two different Star Wars friends text mm-hmm. me old art from the internet they had saved, mm-hmm. like in their personal dream folder, and were like, from what I'm reading, it looks something like this. Yeah, I mean, once it unfolds, it's basically the Darth Maul lightsaber. So, yeah, um, I mean, it it's interesting. I I don't think we're going to see much more of Ray, Dark Ray, than we're seeing here. Um, I guess this isn't a spoiler to say because it's just my own speculation. I don't think the costume has a ton of work put into it. It looks very basic. This doesn't seem like a costume they're planning on shooting for days at a time. Uh, this no, looks I mean, like a costume they designed for one day of filming. I think I saw something where someone lightened it up and it's like what she's wearing under the robe part looks a little bit like what she wore at the end of last Jedi. It's, it's, it's not basically like, like female Kylo Ren outfit is what you're getting here. It's just black robe with a belt and like a cloak. The question you have to ask yourself is dark Ray with this robe, with the hood, with this fancy lightsaber and all this shit and this badass look on her face. Is she still rocking Capri pants? I'm going to guess not. Although she's, she's still like, she probably has like black boots on, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Or and satchel. Then, she's still got a satchel. I don't know what it says about me. My favorite part of the trailer is actually after the title card where you just hear like these like little strands of her, the Ray theme, mm-hmm. like kind of like mournful, like dun, 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 dun. Like I, I just, I love that track so much that like to me that was the highlight of this because the, mm-hmm. the rest of the score it's it's it goes from like yoda's theme to ray's theme but it's all like super operatic and like choral and you know bombastic um curious to see if they they keep up with that for the final trailer if they go somewhere else with it thank god john williams is still still with us still working on this and supposedly he's already written like a hundred minutes of music or something yeah Beautiful. Like I said, there's only two people I need to stay alive, which is John Williams and RBG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, um, shall we do a little spoiler horn and then get into some spoilers? Yeah. Sound off your horn. Well, let's call it like speculative. Like these are rumors. They, they may or may not be true. So if you don't want to potentially be spoiled, uh, then stop listening now. I think you've uh, gotten the gist. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Um, so where to begin with, with Darth Bay here, or was there other stuff you want to talk about? So the last time you were here in my kitchen, mm-hmm. you were telling me something you read on Reddit about at some point, like Kylo and, and Ray touch hands and they do kind of like the thing from the force awakens visions where they're just bouncing around, like teleporting through different not, aspects of Star Wars history. Not when they touch hands, when they start fighting on the okay. Death Star ruins. But it was like they're almost like like physically there, like not just mm-hmm. in visions and like fighting their way through stuff. And then they eventually, or at some point, part of it was they end up like like Owen and Baru's little like like no that that's separate so that's separate so what it is is it's either they end up yeah so either on the death star ruins or when they're fighting on basana they start what they're calling like like flash fighting where like suddenly they're just like teleporting finding themselves in different locales they might find themselves on mustafar or naboo or um you know bespin like kind of kind of the way Ray moves through her vision in the force awakens where it's like she's on bespin and then she's like you know falls over and she's like 
you know, sees Luke and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, think that only them having a lightsaber fight where, like, the, the terrain is, like, morphing and changing into different places from the galaxy far, far away. I mean, there's a version of that that I think could be really, really cool. Um, especially as like the final final piece of a nine part series, and I think obviously, again, masterful tweet by Ryan Johnson when someone called him out and gave him shit about what Luke does at the end of Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and he just did the thing where he just zoomed a photo in on the Star Wars book that yeah. like on his shelf that talks about it. But like him highlighting, there's a lot of stuff that can happen with the Force on on a universal scale that you don't even think about based on what you've seen of like people fighting with laser swords. And like you present it on screen and does it feel wrong? I mean, it didn't feel wrong what happened with Luke to me in Kylo and all that stuff. Like it felt cool. It felt right. So I don't know. These two being so powerful. Well, I mean, I guess just imagine Ray's who vision. Who knows what the force is? You know? Imagine Ray's vision from The Force Awakens, except Kylo's there too and they're fighting through it. Well, but the idea is then like, and maybe it doesn't need to be spelled out. Are they just fighting through this kind of shared dreams time? Or are they like physically moving through these spaces? Yes. Yeah, know. exactly. Like, I, I mean, yes to both <laughs> is is a very intriguing answer to me. Because I mean, like I said, I, the idea of the force is very limited. In the way we've it's very cool. It's obviously worked for us for for thirty plus years. But like the way that George presented it is, you know, they're just space wizards. But then, like thinking these last couple of movies, it's like, well, what if the force was something bigger and more, and it wasn't just like bacteria yeah. that collects in your bloodstream yeah. yeah no thank you i mean i think the idea of these flash fights would that be be this as a way to kind of bring in some locations from the whole saga without yeah. doing a full end game like we're just going to time travel back to new york from 2012 or whatever right 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 you know yeah. um and i mean there's lots of different locales they could you know they could do endor they could do bespin they could do mustafar they could do Naboo, like if they were like suddenly in the uh, like energy core room or whatever from the fight at the end of the of uh, the Phantom Menace, like that would be mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool, right? But I mean, if something if something like that happens, then the nature of the and granted this this teaser that we just saw at D twenty three could just be something that somebody cut together as a marketing thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it could be in house, could be out of house, but like having that montage of scenes from the saga like you said not being the ones that we always see mm-hmm. could, could tie be related yeah. where they go to i think that's really intriguing i mean I, I i would really hate it if it was like ray goes um back to dagavah you know back in time i don't want time travel to really touch star wars but like if it went back in time to, to yoda and it was like basically the ancient one hulk thing from endgame Super spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen Endgame. But like, and she and like Yoda's like, I've I've always known I yeah, have. Yeah. You know, no, the the idea, the rumor is that they start flash fighting, and like as it it happens a few times, and they like stop because they're like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, yeah. And then later, when they fight Palpatine together, because they would have teamed up at that point because of Raylo, uh, then it would be like even bigger and grander, but it'd be like a three way fight type of thing. Like if they were fighting, but they were like grabbing more than just hips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. Now, then what I think you said that I didn't like was that their final story, their like sailing off in the sunset, their OTP happy ending end game is like them settling in Owen Baru's what's left of their little. Well, so the, 
Sandhoff, which that I kind of the hate. genesis of that theory is that apparently there were rumors that they, they built created. that set. Uh, so that's part of it. That they, they built the Lars homestead, and also that Kevin Smith did some interview where he, he said that like he was on he was like on one of the sets, and J.J. Abrams told him like, "Oh, we built this incredible set. It's for like the last shot. It'll blow your mind or something like that." And he didn't want to spoil himself, so he didn't go look at it. But it's like what set could there be that would blow Kevin Smith's mind? Like seemingly it would be something familiar. Right. And so if they've recreated the Lars homestead, would that be the last shot of the movie? I don't want to speculate on what could blow Kevin Smith's mind. Well, That's I guess the idea was it, world the, the idea was if you just see the set, it'll blow you away. And so mm. that would seem to suggest that it's a set. It's a location we've already seen in the saga. As and opposed to something built with incredible size and grandeur. For the final shot of the movie. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's kind of, you know, informed speculation, I guess, that people think that the movie is going to end at the Lawrence Homestead, perhaps with Ray and Kylo together. I don't really know why Ray would want to go back to the fucking yeah, desert. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know... I mean, like, are they going to, like, settle in? And she's like, I don't know why we... We, we took on a mortgage for this like sand hovel to be moisture yeah, can farmers. We, can we get out of here? I don't know. Maybe they have to go into hiding or something. Who knows? And he's, um, he's like, I hate sand. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. <laughs> and he looks at the, he looks at the camera like, what are you going to do? He mm-hmm. is his uh, grandfather's kid. Yeah. So as, as to the vision there or the, the dark ray, the reason I think it is a vision actually is because, um, John Boyega did an interview where they asked him about it and he said something to the effect of this was like just, you know, a couple of days ago. He said like, oh, yeah, like I, I had a chance to see it, but I wasn't on set for it. And so this is like the first time I've like kind of seen it all come together, which makes me think that this is something where like he didn't get a chance to see it because he wasn't on set. Like unless he was like offset for like weeks or something, I don't think this is a, an outfit she's wearing for very long in the movie. Which makes me think it's more likely to be a vision than like I don't think this is like oh she wears it in Act Three because she turned to the dark side and then it's like lured back like I yeah yeah I'm sorry I didn't cut you off yeah so that that's basically my thinking that it's a vision and not like a major plot point where like Ray is like evil for like a chunk of the movie because I think John Boyega would have seen it you know he would have been on set for one of those days yeah and and I think. I don't know where you would fit in. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm always fascinated when movies are like, oh yeah, the trailer's only from like the first act because we just couldn't show you mm-hmm. anything else. It's all it's all spoilers, it's all juicy. But like, I, of all the locales and all the places they do go in the trailers that we've seen so far, this just seems like like to have her, like you said, it's been Act Three in this outfit, in this locale. It just seems like a lot extra. And I mean, I think Force Visions are true; they're not misleading. You I mean, know, I, I think it's one of two things. Characters. I, I personally think it's Kylo having a vision, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if this would be something that pleases or displeases him to see this, I guess. Like, she's she's essentially the female Kylo. She has, like, his, like, unstable lightsaber, which is another thing that seems visiony to me, you know, rather than mm-hmm. real. And so it's like, is this, is Kylo Ren seeing, like, oh, it could have been her that fell instead of me? Is he fearing being replaced? Does it bother him? Like, I don't know. Does he not want to see Ray go evil? Would that, you know, upset him for other reasons? I don't know. Um, but I personally think it's Kylo's vision, not Ray's. I, I, I do think it could easily be Ray's, though, because 
like if she is getting frustrated and training and like chopping down trees, maybe there is kind of, you know, that lingering darkness that she always goes to. Uh, maybe that's going to manifest more and that's kind of like her arc in this is like you know learning to control that that's a dicey that's a dicey uh having to pick one or the other mm-hmm. is kind of tricky i what you're describing i think dramatically feels more interesting to probe from the ben solo side um like like ben solos it's a wonderful life i mean if i were writing this movie ray's arc would be grappling with the dark side personally like that's that's what i'd be doing for this i mean presumably she's going to have some sort of narrative arc that's probably sh- the strongest of the three arcs i'm going to guess so that's where i'd well, be going with it that's the other thing is is she's still the star of the mm-hmm. movie though yeah. she's the main character i wouldn't i wouldn't make her go dark but like i would have her maybe as she becomes more powerful as a jedi like i don't know becoming more aware of that the dark side tendencies that she has because she's certainly shown them throughout the first two movies. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, to me, I kind of... I mean, I walked away from Last Jedi for an interesting reading to, to, to myself. And not necessarily it's presented in the text of light side, dark side. Ray's going to do what Ray's going to do. Like, uh, like, like the way like Luke forced, like, this is the dark side, this is the light side. There's, there's, it's binary, it's one or the other. You know, I don't want to go to a whole, like, gray path thing. But, like, she was just like, I'm not bound by the way you saw the, like the previous generation saw the force in the universe. I am going to forge my own path. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like it's kind of a regression for her to be like, Oh gosh, now the dark side's calling me. But then again, what else would you do if Palpatine's coming back? Not just to tie up the saga as the villain of all nine movies in some way, but like he represents the seduction of the dark side and the falling to it and the manipulation of it. So it's like, what else are you going to do for your main character? I mean, I mean, you know, with Ben Solo flirting with with being redeemed, and her flirting with darkness, and somewhere in there is balance. I just feel sure. like the at least the place I would go with her character. I don't know if the movie will even touch on this. Is this idea that like, oh, she's she's got her Jedi training books. She's getting more powerful. She's among her friends and kind of adoptive family. You know, she's got Leia and she, and Poe and Finn and all that. But at the same time she is still separate from them and i feel like that she she still has a uh, a loneliness and a a sense of apartness from everyone else even if she does have these friends because they don't experience the world the same way she does because she's you know learning the, to use the force more um, I mean, well, who can understand her but ben solo yeah so i i'm curious to see where they go with her character because i mean i think in the uh in the little pre-sizzle real thing they showed uh, the day before on d3 she says something like it's too dangerous like i have to go alone or something like that like so you kind of get the sense even then that she's you know trying to separate herself from them mm-hmm. well she's the one who's got a, a calling i mean mm-hmm. she's the one who's being drawn into something yeah it's always been insider it's just you know in the last few years made itself known mm-hmm. there's been an awakening um only other spoiler stuff. The Sith fleet here was already rumored, um, along with having some sort of Death Star type like cannons. So, um, if those are panning out, does that mean the Force Flash stuff is going to pan out? Could be. Mm. And seemingly, this is like some fleet that, like, I don't know, Palpatine like scrolled away in the unknown regions. Like, I'm going to guess he's not like quote unquote alive at the start of this movie, but perhaps maybe like with Snoke dead. 
his, like Snoke was like, I don't know, using the force to like, I don't know, keep a lid on him or something like that. Maybe he's, you know, more free to manifest himself now or something. I'm going to guess he's like mostly just in the Death Star and maybe like trying to resurrect himself. And then, yeah, like I said, I think having having Palpatine like that cave was strong with the dark side mm-hmm. of Dagobah. I think having him essentially haunt the Death Star, the remnants of the Death Star, considering that's how he died in kind of a frenzied fear. I mean, that's basically in, in like ghost hunting shit. That's like the stone tape theory about how sure. ghosts can be programmed onto a location. Because, um, you know, his death was not necessarily calm and peaceful. So um, it kind of gets into the thing of like, would Palpatine have been a guy who was like doing that work to eventually become like a full-on force ghost? Do Sif really do that kind of thing? Um, yeah, knows? a lot of people are going nuts with Ray clone theories because of a dark ray at the end. I don't see it personally. I suppose it's possible, but I that's such a I mean that that's some Thrawn trilogy stuff there. If there's like suddenly like a dark ray that Ray has to fight or something. Here's um, thing too. Star Wars Episode Nine is not Now You See Me Too, where there's just like suddenly like a, there's suddenly just like an evil twin who. Um, also, I love that Palpatine was a guy who who theoretically was like trying to live forever and spirit parts himself away and do shit like that long before Voldemort. Sure. <laughs> a little bit different. Long before Voldemort. I mean, what is your point exactly? I'm just making it funny. Okay. Um, uh, well, one last thing. 3PO with the red eyes. So one of the rumors... I- Sorry, go ahead. I mean, can this be like a red alert thing? One of the rumors is that there there's something they're both after in the the Force Order and the Resistance, and they're kind of attacking it, finding this MacGuffin in different ways. Seemingly, what they're after may just be like that fleet or Palpatine or who knows what. Um, but in on on the Ray side of things, like in order to find this like mysterious thing that's driving the plot, they need to restore three PO's memories. And so they have to go find the Tanta Three, which is not the Tanta Four that the that the Empire captures at the beginning of uh, the New Hope, but the ship that Bail Organa is flying around at the end of Episode Three. They have to go find that ship and get his memories back from it. Hmm. Which I I mean it, it sounds weird, but then you're like, oh look, there's the Tanta Three possibly in the in the trailer, so maybe that is the plot, you know. Um, and then well, here's he's and the the idea is that they go try to restore his memories and they like boot him up with like a like a battle droid's memories instead by mistake or something like that, which is why he's got like the uh, bowcaster later and is like three PO running around like kicking ass like Rambo. Three PO having like serious identity issues. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a nice way to get Anthony Daniels something to do. Yeah. All it's. that's fun. I mean, I think when we did one of our speculations for one of these podcasts before, I, I had. My 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 stretch for episode nine was to have them go somewhere where there's like a like remnants of empire weaponry or artifacts or something, because I think I don't know it's just a smart way to to close all this out. You know, to bring back the empire because the empire just worked. It just stuck on our memories more than the prequels did. That's the thing for prequel hate or prequel lovers is there's a lot of really fun stuff there. It's informed by the original trilogy, and it just doesn't. It just didn't hold. With like the culture, the way the original I mean, trilogy did. Would you say the locales were mostly less iconic, or or just retreads in a lot of ways? But like like I mean, like Utapa, like that wouldn't have the same impact to me as seeing 
I don't know, like uh, like Yavin again. The one of the things, the problem with, with the prequel trilogy as far as locales was the coolest one, the one that was most iconic was Mustafar mm-hmm. that we waited three movies for because we already knew roughly. I mean, Naboo's a pretty like. good planet construction there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the, the kind of Neapolitan stuff and then the under, you know, the, the Gungan world and whatnot. Like, that all looks nice, but I don't know. Maybe they forced Flash fight to Gunga City. Didn't get some Jar Jar? But I mean, like, Geonosis was kind of, meh. You know, like once he'd done the I first mean, desert planet, they're all the rest of them are just kind of that. Yeah, I mean, the idea of like like Obi Wan having a lightsaber fight in the rain was an interesting idea. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, mm. this the Imperial Senate. I mean, I guess that fight was interesting, although the the little floating platforms never totally did it for me. It just seems unwieldy. Yeah. No, I mean, you saw it in the first movie. It was nice of them to bring it back and do something interesting with it, I think. I don't want to rehash his line about I'm the Senate, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, probably in October, I'm going to guess, for the big trailer, which I have high hopes for. So sorry if we just spoiled the whole movie for you. I should say in in the that big kind of spoiler dump about the flash fights and this MacGuffin that they're all hunting for and some stuff that seemingly has been confirmed. Part of that is that Kylo Ren like basically has a crush on Ray, so that that is like part of the league, uh, mm-hmm. which is why I've been mentioning that. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. But um, I think JJ described the relationship between Ray and Kylo Ren in this movie as desperate and. I'm trying to remember what Daisy described it she as. Said, she said it's connected. Connected. And I think Kathleen Kennedy said complicated. So desperately connected and complicated. Hmm. But but how could you... I mean, that just seems like the dynamic flowing out of Last Jedi is they obviously have a connection. They have a, some form of rapport. Then she's able to walk away from him. He, How could he not like be intrigued? You know what I mean? Like you're always... You're always a little fascinated by the one who walked away, right? I mean, I guess the question is, is it going to be a one-sided thing? It seems like it's definitely at least one-sided. According to the rumors, we just don't know if it's going to be on the other side, too. Yeah, yeah. I like how, like, Kelly Marie Tran, like, just loves, uh, like, working the word redemption into her <laughs> sound bites as much as she can. Also, her look at D23 was... Smoking. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, like, the second best thing Ryan Johnson's ever done is cast Kelly Marie Tran. <laughs> Okay, cool. We did it big. May the force be with you. Always. Always.